Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, to Interfaith Broadcast. I'm David Richner with my co-host, Mariner Folk, from the beautiful state of Washington. Good evening, Mariner. How are you? Doing well. Glad to be here. Uh, it's always great to have you. Every time we do this broadcast, it puts a smile on my face. No, long, no matter how long the day is, I get excited to be with you, Mariner, on this beautiful Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. This is probably our... I don't know, 20th broadcast? Who knows? <laughs> but uh, we have a, a good lineup for you uh, this evening, brothers and sisters. We hope you, that you're enjoying these broadcasts. Um, I am super happy about them and how they're uh, coming about. We have had many guests and people join us throughout the show, and it's it's moving along quite well. Wouldn't you say, Mariner, that this is moving in the direction that we had hoped and maybe a few more people? But what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think we're uh, developing a steady audience. We're developing our own skills. Um, we haven't known each other long, so we're getting used no. to each other. And uh, yeah, moving forward with confidence. Absolutely. No, it's, it's uh, hey, even if it was just me talking with you, <laughs> I enjoy it, Mariner. I really do. I, I know it's yeah. God's end. Um I, there's such a good spirit about it. You you, you said a beautiful prayer, um, which I really appreciate. You know, just the the spirit that is brought into this broadcast. There's no question about it um, that we're following the influence of the Holy Ghost. This is something that our Lord and Savior is inspiring, and he's he's proud of us for doing this. I have no doubt about it. Um, brothers and sisters, if you are just joining us or you're getting equated to this new interfaith broadcast, um, this is a platform of peace and unity. Bottom line, you know, what would Jesus do if he were here on earth? You know, how would he handle things if he was running a broadcast? You know, what would that broadcast look like? And I'll speak for myself. You know, I strive to become like our Savior, Jesus Christ. Fall short, right, every day. But it's okay to strive to become like him, to speak the way that he speaks, to love others as he loves others, as he loves others. Um, Mariner, on the other hand, you know, he's he's right up there. <laughs> very spiritual man, very knowledgeable, very loving. Um, hey, you know what? If the Lord's using us as instruments in his hands to give hope, to give peace to offer unity to everyone throughout the world i'll take it i'll take it run with it um you know he uses imperfect people um with that being said brothers and sisters please chime in we're going to be speaking about some things today that the spirit may whisper to you that you need to share something and it's not just sharing with me and mariner these are being recorded. These are being downloaded and uploaded um, to Rumble now. We won't be uploading them to YouTube anymore with the risk of having my YouTube channel shut down. And I don't want to lose all that content on, you know, I've got Jehovah Sings on there. I've got my basketball content. <laughs> There's a lot of content on my YouTube page, so I don't want to lose any of that. So from now on, we're just going to be uploading it to Rumble. But please chime in. Um, we want to hear what you have to say. It's halfway through the week, right? And, you know, Sunday's the Sabbath. We get our spiritual high, and then we um, let's get a little boost on Wednesdays and come participate in the interfaith broadcast. 
Um, we're going to start off um, the show tonight speaking about the Liberty Revival that took place on Saturday. Uh, we're indeed grateful for um, Craig Rollo, who has provided this upgrade with um, StreamYard. We have a new little banner up here that says he lives live show. There's quite, quite a few new little perks. We're able to broadcast this on uh, Facebook live, LinkedIn live, um, and um, Twitter live. So uh, I've got 20,000 so connections on LinkedIn. I can't imagine all 20,000 of you are watching right now, but um, people on LinkedIn can watch this, you know, and if you're watching and you want to be a part of what we're doing, please reach out to me, reach out to us, message us, come on to our live show. We can have 10 people in our studio. Okay. And uh, we'd love to have you and, and hear your opinions and feel of your spirit. Now, before we jump in um, at the revival, we're going to be talking about the revival um, and Mariner, uh, he listened to it live from Washington, and we really want to hear his feedback on it. I, I wanted to share one thing, um, well, two things. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me share this first. Um, when at the revival, um, I met Jeff McCullough. Is that his last name? His name's Pastor Jeff. If you go onto YouTube and you type in Pastor Jeff, Pastor Jeff, I don't know him real well, but he was at the revival. And I got to meet him and talk with him. And I told him, you know, my what I felt about him, that he's being inspired by the Lord. And, you know, I feel like he's allowing all pastors and ministers throughout the world to get a, an idea of how we can interact with those of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Let's put down, okay, let's put down our Bible bashing. We're done with it. Okay, follow Jeff, Pastor Jeff's example, please. I'm asking all of my pastors, ministers, uh, Father Christophilos from the Greek Orthodox faith, the Pope of you know the Roman Catholic, not that he does, but anybody who, born-again Christian, Seventh-day Adventist, Jehovah's Witness, um, Baptist, Pentecostal, we're done, okay? Brothers and sisters, we're done. We're done fighting. It's over. No more fighting. No more arguing, okay, about what church is true. Those days are over. We are preparing for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you are a devout follower of Jesus Christ and you love him, you will no longer condemn, speak ill of, fight, criticize anyone who follows the Savior, Jesus Christ. From now on, we are going to invite, like we're doing here on this show, we're going to love as Jesus loves. We're going to invite you to share your beliefs. We're going to invite you to have a pleasant discussion. Lose your pride. This isn't about converting you to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. This isn't about converting you to the born-again Christians. This isn't about getting you to get baptized. As true followers of Jesus Christ, and this is what I'd like to ask Pastor Jeff, who is now a brother in the faith, right? If our faith is such as it needs to be, and the Savior himself said to Pastor Jeff, Pastor Jeff, 
you know that these things are true. You know that your family can be sealed together forever in the temple. You know that baptisms for the dead are a righteous cause. You need to take your family into the temple, get baptized this day. I have a question in my mind, Pastor Jeff would say, okay, Lord. My challenge, Mariner, to all of followers of Christ is to build a personal relationship with our Father in heaven. He is a separate being than the Son. They are two separate beings, just as Joseph Smith saw two personages standing directly above him with the brightness of the sun. This is a fact. It has been testified, and I am testifying and witnessing before the world that God the Father and Jesus Christ are two separate beings. I'm not trying to convert you. <laughs> what I'm doing is stating the fact that Jesus Christ himself will share with you, either directly or by way of the Spirit. If all mankind open up their hearts, they will receive the truth. There are some pastors that are even teaching the Book of Mormon over the pulpit. We are preparing to accept whatever Jesus Christ says when he returns. I have all the confidence in the world in followers of Jesus Christ, regardless of what religion or church building they go to on Sundays. I have all the confidence that if the Lord, when the Lord returns and he will declare his kingdom upon the earth, we're going to say, okay, <laughs> we're going to say, okay. If you love Jesus Christ, you're going to say, you're going to follow whatever he says. And there will be one fold, one gospel and one shepherd, and we will all unite in him. Pastor Jeff, um, if you are listening to this, I've, I've got your cell number. I've already sent you a text message. Um, I want to invite you over to my home for dinner and, and have you here on the broadcast as well. We want to get to know your family. He moved to Utah, folks. He moved to Utah two weeks ago. Go on to his Utah, his YouTube page, Pastor Jeff's Utah, Utah YouTube page. And it's, I started crying, Mariner. His, pic, his family took a picture in front of the sign that says, Welcome to Utah. My eyes just started watering. The gathering of Israel is taking place. The Lord is bringing in his elite and his elect. And if they humble themselves before the Lord and follow the Spirit, great things will happen. I'd like to remind our viewers of the promise that Jesus gave, that where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of them. So you may have different understandings of who Jesus is, different readings of the Bible. If you call upon him together in fellowship, he'll be there. So he will unite us. Uh, it's his flock, he's the shepherd. So if we're not coming together, maybe we're not listening to him as well as we should. <laughs> I said something bold. I thought at the revival, I said, no person will be here living with the Savior when he reigns unless they love one another as Jesus Christ loves us. Am I wrong in that? Help me out, Mariner. Correct me. Um, that That's the higher law. I think there will be people who are not quite there. 
Th those, from from my understanding, um, when Jesus comes to judge the earth and cleanse it by fire, it is the wicked who will be removed. And then there are those who are kind of, you know, not great, but not horrible. They, they, get, they get to stick around. They get to learn, repent, grow um, with the righteous who are preserved. But the, the most wicked people will be removed. The ones who are hateful, malicious, destructive, they won't be around to ruin things for everybody else. There's a development that will take place. I understand that. I don't think right when the Lord returns, we'll be able to live in a state of love like he does. But I sure have the desire. I sure, I mean, if he can, if he can get the, city, the people of the city of Enoch to the state that they were, I want it, Mariner. Yeah, I mean, so if, I. if I can, there, there will be communities of people living with one heart, one mind, full love, full fellowship. Yeah, I, I, um, I shared something today. I don't know if I'd be able to find it or not, but um, it just kind of came to me as an inspiring thought. Um, I was writing an email to a bunch of coaches, and. Um, I, this is what I put, if you don't mind me sharing it, I put it at the end of my, I said, thanks for getting back to me as soon as possible. And then I put, not being quick to assume, rather assess and thoughtfully, empathetically, compassionately interact, assisting one another to be our best selves. What do you think about that, Mariner? Should I read it again? Yeah, it sounds nice. Um being patient and uh, forbearing. Sometimes we get a little quick, quick tongue. You know, yeah. sometimes, sometimes people come home and, you know, the first thing isn't positive, you know, or first thing at work isn't a positive. You know, sometimes people have a, a negative light, um, bring negativity to the forefront instantly, or if they see a, a group of people doing something they shouldn't be doing, they, they assume, you know, we, we gotta be careful not to assume yeah. and judge, you know, assess the situation, ask some questions, you know, and then if you find wrong or fault, have some compassion, have some empathy, and then teach. Well, that requires maturity and virtue, character. <laughs> those are oh. thing, things that lie within our power. We can develop those things and rely on the grace of Christ to help us build up ourselves during a time when it'll be more and more important that as we build upon that rock of Christ, we can be steady lighthouses in a storm, broadcasting light to those who are in distress, who are lost in the storm. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to share this. I know, I know our first topic is about the a, a review of the revival, but because we're talking about this, um, right before I did the show, this thought came to my mind. God knows all, sees all, hears all. 
there's even angels among us. We know that song by, uh, oh, who sings it? Is it not Chicago? Oh, I forgot. Um, oh, that's bad. Anyways, there's angels among us. We will be judged based off of how we live our lives. We all know that. Do not speak or do not, excuse me, do not seek to do evil or find fault in others. Some people, Mariner, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say too many people spend each of their days seeking fault in others. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it comes from uh, a lot of insecurity, jealousy, and that people um, reflect that out onto others. Um, it can come from uh, the kind of personal dishonesty. They're not willing to see things as they are because that makes them uncomfortable. And so, oh, that guy's so nice. He's too nice. He's um, like, well, you could be nice too. <laughs> Why, why are you upset that he's nice? Uh, why, why should you bring him down so that you feel better about yourself? Kind of an issue. There's all kinds of these things. And, uh, and yeah, you need to focus on yourself. Um, not narcissistically, but working on yourself through, um, through the grace of God. Let him develop you into a greater person, greater character, more like him. He'll be happy to do that. <laughs> but yeah, prayerfully, yep. humbly invite him to improve you. You know, you have to have a desire, first and foremost, to become what you want to become or to have what you want. And what do you want? You want to love God. You want to love Jesus Christ and you want to love others as Jesus Christ does. If you do not have those things, pray for it. Ask Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, help me love others. Help me forgive others. Help me forget. Lay your will upon the altar. Not my will, but thine be done. Love it. Okay, well, we can tie that into the Liberty Revival. Um, it was an honor to, to be there to speak. I, I was able to sing the national anthem and, uh, and, and share a song called I Am Ready. Um, I, I definitely won't say I, I nailed it out of the park, but you know what? Um, I'm not a professional vocalist. I, I, you know, I, I love the Savior, and I'm, I'm happy to be able to portray him as an actor and model and vocalist singing hymns. But um, aside from that, it was a great event. It, you know, there was um, probably just as many people watching, probably more people watching live than there were present. Um, I know typically we can get up to 800 people who watch um, when it's all said and done. But Mariner, from the beginning to the end, you know, what, let, let's take a, a big snapshot of this event. What were your thoughts on the idea of holding an event like the Liberty Revival, 
Um, is it too little too late? Where, where are we at with these spiritual revivals, liberty revivals, holding up, you know, our freedoms? Um, the, you know, the, the Constitution is hanging by a thread. You know, it's people like this that are prophesied. Um, am I taking this too far? That are prophesied to uphold the Constitution? What are your thoughts on all these? What are your thoughts on these events? Well, if I think back to the time of the Revolutionary War, and the people would be gathering in pubs and places and uh, and hashing out their thoughts, and they didn't always agree, but they wanted better things for the country, and uh, and that's the American tradition. So I'm I'm glad that we're having more events like this. Of course, we have a lot of it online now. Just you know, people. Uh, texting and chatting and things. Um, but to have an, a formal event like that is, is helpful. And we had um, it was a very nice um, selection of speakers. We had, what, yes. two evangelicals that came and spoke. Um, one even quoted from the Book of Mormon. <laughs> uh, I think we're headed that way, Mary. I mean, if in talking with Pastor Jeff, you know, he says he has evangelical friends that are using the Book of Mormon over the pulpit. They're, they're, they're not denying the, the truth that's being taught from the Book of Mormon. I mean, how can anybody deny the truth? I mean, if it's, you know, if you're a follower of Christ and you hear truth. Yeah. It, well, yeah, those who love truth, um, you know, we're living in this empire of lies and it's forcing the divergence, you know, you can't just nod your head with what's on TV. Once you recognize that they're actively lying to you, seeking to destroy you, you're like, oh, no, I have to disbelieve this <laughs> and, and speak out against it. And that's happening more and more. Obviously, a lot of people just nod their heads, but um, it, it's forcing that shift, just like the issues leading up to the Revolutionary War that was forcing a response. So, so this show was part of the, the uh, Liberty Revival was part of the response. Um, and we're going to see more and more of it. It's, it's, it's being demanded. <laughs> Absolutely. Great lineup. Great lineup. I mean, um, Hannah Stoddard, I'll go anywhere she speaks. Hannah Stoddard, I mean, what a daughter of God. What a righteous daughter of God. I mean, run for governor, run for, I mean, run for office, my sister friend. Jesse Fisher, Greg Matson, Nate Fox, Greg Johnson, just such a great, good lineup. I, I will say that... Um, you know, that, that broadcast has been uploaded to social media and, and, and these people can run with it and it can still be seen, you know, as everything on, you know, uh, it can still be seen once it's once it's live. So I, I, I sure hope more and more people listen to it. And, and it. Um, what are your thoughts on any, any anything specific stand out to you, Mariner, anything that you would like to speak about as far as a review of what they said and its effects on this country and the people that were listening or the people who need to listen to it? 
Well, just like our show is about God and politics, um, that event featured God prominently, and both harkening back to the um, beginnings of our country, and again with the revolutionary thing, and I think that woman you were mentioning, talking about the history and how one of the big factors in uh, leading to the war um, you know, the taxation without representation was down the line. One of the big things was the king controlling the publication of Bibles in the colonies. And the people were desperate for their religious freedom. That's why the Puritans came over in the first place, escaping uh, religious persecution. Um, and we had Catholics coming over, and we had others setting up the different, different colonies, colonies in America. And... Um, that's a consistent theme and um, the famous quote that, you know, the constitution is for a righteous people and it won't be effective for anyone else. If we aren't going to be good Christians and such um, as a people, as a nation, the constitution won't be sufficient. And if we are righteous, if we do repent, it's more than enough. We could have any of a variety of systems and live well, but the Constitution is designed to protect, to remind us to protect our own God-given rights. The Constitution doesn't protect us. It's a piece of paper. It's a set of ideals that we need to live up to and enforce, that we, um, that when somebody speaks, we support their right to speak freely and not be shut down, canceled, thrown in jail because we disagree, that we need the disagreement, that um, if they try to push troops into your town that shouldn't be there, that we push back because we have the right to the security within our homes, to not be um, housing British troops or something like it's in the Constitution. <laughs> Um, because there were these infringements on our basic rights and liberties. Um, and we're living in a time when it's being hit on all sides. We're not even sure how to respond to it. Um, but again, our agency lies with choosing faith, choosing repentance, choosing God, and reaching out to one another in fellowship. Love it. Love it. We have um, our dear friend, Sheila Erickson, who has joined us. And brothers and sisters, this is how the show works. We, I invited Sheila and I invited others to, to come on here, but I don't know who's going to show up. Um, I, I, I hope Sheila, um, she's actually uh, an agent. Uh, she's a, a friend. She uh, works with... Um, with uh, Stoplight Go, which is basically an official sponsor of this broadcast, Interfaith Broadcast. Sheila is a wonderful person. Now, Sheila, out, 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 out. We might get a little, get a little echo. echo. And this is, and this only, is because only because you don't have, have the, the headset. So I'll mute you until you go to speak. Um, but based off of our topic, Sheila, um, do you have some comments about that that you would like to share? Here? Tell me the topic. <laughs> I came in on the middle of it. 
So, well, let's well, first, let's first have, have you share. share. You came onto the show. Are there some things that you wanted to talk about? Are you here? Are you more wanting to listen? Or are you? Is there something that you wanted to specifically address? Well, I could mention, you know, basically stoplight go. It's my little dog in the background <laughs> telling me he loves you. Um, awesome, awesome. You know, it's basically the goal of Stoplight Go is holding hands across America, one American at a time, keeping the economy stable, the gas prices down. And that's the whole goal. And so we wanted to support you and all that you do and your efforts because uh, you're a very good man, a disciple of Christ. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, and if you... That's basically it is well, as Americans, we got to we got to stick together, you know, and help each other and get to know each other. And so um, that's the whole purpose of of Stoplight Go. And David is also in Stoplight Go with me. And uh, it's an honor having him and what he stands for. And I think, you know, um, like the movie that just came out, Jim Caviezel's movie. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, sound, of, sound freedom. of freedom. I think that kind of uh, showed how all America feels when that's the number one watch show in America. You know, that's kind of also America holding hands, saying this is what we believe in, and this is what we this is what, what we want to see is freedom and our values, and uh, to stick together. And that's what that's what I would say. That's my comment. God. Sheila, thank you so much for that. Um, you know, Stoplight Go, brothers and sisters, if you have a chance to take a look at it, Sheila Erickson, she is on Facebook. You can also uh, reach out to me and message me, and uh, we can uh, discuss Stoplight Go a little bit more. When we're, when we're thinking about what it's going to be like when the Savior reigns on earth, you know, what's the educational model look like? What's the financial realm look like what's the interaction looking like i i truly believe stoplight go in the way that it's set up allows almost kind of like a law of consecration and i don't want to you know speak blasphemous <laughs> but i i do feel like the law of consecration the way that the lord will implement it will allow all of us to be on the same plateau to to be there won't be rich there won't be poor um, everyone will be in a state of happiness and fruitfulness and plentiful and prosperity growing in our wisdom, you know, at our pace. And if you get a chance to learn a little bit more about Stoplight Go and, and have a conversation with me and Sheila, we can get on the phone and talk more about it. It does allow in this dispensation with all of the corruption that's going on in politics with all of the bureaucracy, with all of the compensation um, or compromised, excuse me, that was the word I was looking for. Uh, when I think of Joe Biden being compromised, basically selling his country out for money, the increase in um, the you know interest rates, inflation, who do you trust? Who, who can you rely on to for stability. I mean, obviously it's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I feel like, I feel like personally stop like go is a, is a way that we can all kind of bring a happy medium to 
you know, it's, it's not one person getting rich, right. You know, or a few people at the top getting rich. It's, it's. Yeah. Bring in prices where they need to be without the middleman. You know, sounds too, sounds too, it sound, it sound, sounds too good to be true. Sorry, Sheila, I've kind of I've got to mute your mic when I speak. And then I, when you when I see your lips moving, <laughs> I've got to unmute it. So there's so there's no um, so there's no echo. But go ahead. Anything else you want to share that on top of that? Just basically, you know, we need to unite as Americans in, in our beliefs, all Christianity, you know, and uh, that's that's the goal of stop like go is just stabilizing the economy, keeping our cars running without all the ethanol that ruins our engines that we get every time we fill up at the pump. <laughs> you know? Love it, love it. Yeah, I know three people it's helped their car from engine failure. But uh uh it's like Black Friday every day, not just Thanksgiving. Well tell me a little bit more about the NASA background, the NASA research. Oh it's it's really fascinating. So he worked diesel. Stop it. He worked on the combustion engines of the rockets, and he found that we only burn about thirty percent of our gas in a full tank. And so he needed to find a way where you could burn every single molecule of gas separately. And so the gas pill put in your gas tank, made by the NASA scientists back in two thousand seven, it lowers the temperature of the gas, separating each gas pill separately, so they burn one at a time. And uh, that's that's how it works. Also cleaning out your engine from harmful ethanol so we can keep our car, cars up and running. And most people see about a dollar a gallon is what they save. For me, I'll give you an example. On my 12th tank, I drove home from uh, Colorado City, Arizona, where we did a seminar there. And uh, uh, three-fourths a tank of gas, all highway miles, but three-fourths a tank, which is about 340 miles. So, yes, you know, that's just and that's one way is is stabilizing the American economy. That's our whole goal. You know, the owner had a dream and in his dream, he woke up and, and this is during COVID and he wrote down everything that he needed to do. He's not a prophet. You know, we all have dreams, <laughs> but he knew he felt that this was his job to do this. And that's the whole goal of it. And it's uh, just launched into 31 countries. Uh, I was just going over the vitamins that we have in it with a chiropractor today because he's going, how can you have vitamins for $12 and have them be whole food based and not synthetic? And I said, because that's the whole goal of Stop Bite Go, no price gouging. We want things inexpensive enough that everybody can afford them and still be healthy. And it's not just vitamins. It's it's uh, got a, a car seat for my little grand boy, a hundred off. Uh, I got a bike for my granddaughter instead of 400. I got it at 472. I could go on and on. One guy wanted a, a stainless steel fridge. I found him a stainless steel fridge, a dishwasher, and a microwave, all for 1300. They took 2400 off in our back. Okay, I don't want to jump to conclusions here, folks. All right, I am an optimist. I do think about what it's going to be like when the Savior returns. And I do know that the Lord Jesus Christ blesses those who say a prayer and have a desire to be honest, to be ethical, um, to do good to, un to, to their fellow men, not to try to rip them off. 
I'm not trying to, you know, put Joe Biden on this like total negative light right now. I'm just saying there are people within this country who do not care about one another, who do not love one another as Jesus Christ does. And I'm not saying stop like go is going to I have to talk to an economist. I have to talk to some business owners. I have to figure out what do we call this stop like go on a grand scale. It's a concept, is it not? Is it, It's a way of life. It's called doing good to others. <laughs> you know, it's providing a platform that allows people to live with honesty. And, and it balances, I mean, okay. And Mariner, you can jump in here. Um, <laughs> if when the Lord returns, you know, the, the communism, socialism, it's never going to work because of corrupt men, because of evil men, prideful men who, who want to suppress, who want to control. This little stoplight go that's growing, it's not little, 30 countries, Sheila just said. It's not, it's not going to be little. I mean, it's, is it's written in scriptures in the last days, people will crave righteousness. They will crave goodness. If they're going to spend their money, and, and if you're listening to Sheila and what she's saying about the savings and there's no price gouging, it becomes almost a platform bigger than Amazon, bigger than eBay, bigger than, I mean, I, sorry, I don't shop eBay. I don't shop Amazon. So I really don't care if those companies go under like Disneyland and like, um, you know, Bud Light and um, anyone else that uh, uses their platform for unrighteousness and to promote LGBTQT. And I know Stoplight, you know, or Stoplight Go won't do that. I know, I, I, can you confirm that as well, real quick, Sheila, that, that, that Stoplight Go will not use their platform for any evil? No. Absolutely not. Because it says, you know, there's a scripture that says, you know, them by their fruits. You know what I mean? So the fact that we're keeping the prices low, we're saving the vehicles. You know, well, I can't say we're saving the vehicles, but what we're doing is it cleans out the engine and at the same time gives you a great gas mileage. So I mean, I got to be careful. I don't make a claim like save the engines, you know, of our cars, but, but it definitely does aid um, the life of your engine, besides giving you a dollar a gallon of gas more, and that's an approximate depending on the vehicle. It also depends on how much ethanol you have in your tank is according to how much gas savings you're going to get. So the more you clean out the ethanol, the better gas savings that you have. Sorry. No, hey, uh, Sheila, and, and I. sorry I had to mute you, but um, it, you know why. It's not because I don't want to hear you. It's the, it's the echo. But um Okay, so here's the thing. This is not, this is, this is good, okay? This is a good fruit. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I feel like these are blessings. I think Sound of Freedom was a blessing. I think it was, a, a, I think it was grace. It was, it, was, it was the Lord's mercy. He's, he's before his wrath, before the cleansing of the earth by fire, he, he provides the Sound of Freedom movie. $100 million in profit. That is a gift from God. Now, I have atheist friends that say, hey, why does God kill? You know, why did he send the flood and kill these, these children or babies? Or why does God do this? And why does God do that? And I say, stop. Stop right now. It's the wicked people of the earth who forget their God. If all men were righteous like unto Jesus Christ, there would have never been a flood. There would have never been Sodom and Gomorrah. 
There would have never been the corrupt days before Jesus Christ appeared in the Americas. Stop blaming God and start blaming prideful men who forget their God. Now, this movie, Sound of Freedom, was the way the Lord saying, hey, there's a great evil on the earth, and I'm going to expose it, and I'm going to call people to repentance. We're all being called to repentance. There's a great sifting taking place right now, right? There's no more gray area. Who's on the Lord's side who, right? It's a song. Who's on the Lord's side who? Da, 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 da. You folks, we have to choose which side we're on. I said initially when I heard about Bud Light and I heard about Disneyland and I heard about Target, I wish I, I mean, I'm trying to find an investor right now to back the salaries of my BYU dream team, right? And then a gentleman who owns a Christian basketball league is very interested, David Stewart. And we're talking, I mean, look at the NBA. They use, the NBA uses their platform for politics. Could you imagine? I, if I had the capital, I would, I would launch, I would build a Disneyland with morals right now. I would build a target. Get rid, I, I'd call it Bullseye, Okay. I would get a retail store and call it bullseye with the same thing that Sheila's talking about. Good fruit. I would build a Disneyland, call it something. I don't, you know, I don't want to say Lord land. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 you know, Christian land, God land, I don't, something good, but brothers and sisters, it's happening. There's, there's a change that's taking place and it, and it has to take place by good people, good people, good dreams, good visions, Good heart. Amen. That is absolutely beautiful. You know, and that's what we got to do as Americans. We got to, and Christians is, is unite together in peace, you know, and help each other out. That's the whole goal of, of Stop Like Go, not just Stop Like Go, but, but my mission is to help the world. I wish right now I had a hundred laptops. <laughs> He never, does that. he never does that. He never does that. That's what's so funny. He's happy. He's, He's filled with spirit. It's just because I'm on this, is why. Yeah, mute me. Side B. What are your thoughts on that, Mariner? What are your thoughts on all this? Uh, yeah, um, my thoughts when it comes to um, the economic order in the um, in paradise is, I feel that capitalism is like a foundation. You know, there's free market. People have the agency to spend the money how they wish. Um, contrasted with other systems where incentives are controlled, manipulated, um, like fascism or communism. Um, capitalism isn't moral in the sense that it makes people righteous. It allows people to be selfish but it allows them to be righteous too. And so it gives that freedom, that agency that is so foundational. Um, 
So I'd expect that uh, in a under God's kingdom, there'll be a lot of that free freedom and agency within the system, or we can call it capitalist. Uh, it won't be for the purpose of um, you know gaining capital, enriching the wealthy as a purpose, but um, but the incentive to work and to keep what you earn kinds of things will be there. Thank you for that. I don't hear too many conversations like this. <laughs> I'm not engaged in too many conversations. It's nice to think about. Um, it's just interesting. I, none of this was planned, folks. I, I, Sheila, we didn't plan on having her here. She's here. I just, I'm really convinced that things happen for a reason. I really do. I really believe that those who have humbled themselves before the Lord and who aren't afraid to speak truth. You know, one of the nicest compliments I got at church um, recently, I'll just, Brother Vic in my ward said, Brother Richner, um, the reason you have no fear of man is because you have such a great love for God and his children. And I think the compliment is to Mariner, Sheila, I know you both. You you both came into my life about the same time. I haven't known you that long. <laughs> and I think the Lord is using those who are willing to do great things. So Sheila, I know that you would like to have capital to, you know, you're in the film industry, you're in the movie industry, you help actors get jobs, right? And um, you would like to make a movie, right, about Jesus Christ? But, yes. In fact, you're in it. But you're not the Savior. You're going to play you and your sacrifice in playing the Savior. That's going to be that's going to be one of the scenes is uh, all that you have done to serve him. I think that would be a really beautiful scene in the movie. But that's my goal. But I say in before, before my dogs start barking, which, by the way, my dogs are usually really good, or I'd have put them in the bedroom at first. <laughs> it was like totally unexpected. But but anyway, um, if I could right now, I would send 100 laptops to Hawaii. They're in desperate need of anything and everything. And that that's what's been in my prayers the last three weeks is just their pain and suffering and seeing how much they're hurting. I can't imagine what they're going through and we need to keep all of them in, in our prayers. Thank you. Thank you for that, Sheila. Um, Maynard, based off of what Sheila just said, can you speak to that a little bit when talking about God and politics with what's happening in, in Hawaii? They put up a big, big, fence around the area in Hawaii, uh, not letting anybody even look to see what's going on in there. That's um, scary. Very suspicious. <laughs> and, and our government keeps doing this. You know, there's questions about the election integrity, and they're like, well, they're putting up um, obstacles to even look at the data. It's like, that doesn't encourage confidence. Um it's not enough to to even do the right thing. It needs to be 
clear that it's the right thing. Um, you, you can't just say, trust me. You have to show, you have to demonstrate <laughs> the the accuracy. And so people can have confidence in the system. Um, and fortunately, people are losing confidence in all these systems. You know, when the doctors say, uh, the masks work, the vaccine works. Well, we'd like to believe you. Do you have evidence? Can you demonstrate that this is true well, before I put my health on the line on your authority? Um, you say the election wasn't rigged. Can you prove that it wasn't rigged? You know, and these things. So whatever side you're on, I think that's something we can agree on. When they say trust the science, like science isn't faith-based, demonstrate the science. <laughs> Absolutely. Two things I want to say based off of what you just said. Um, one, I mean, LeBron James, his son has a heart, heart attack. There's no, no question in my mind he doesn't have a heart attack if this vaccine wasn't taken. And that's not just him. That's for the thousands of young people. And no one's talking about it. No accountability, no responsibility. No one, it's like no one even cares. And then the next thing I want to talk about is there's been talk about, um, you know, in regards to what's going on in, in Hawaii, to stay away from FEMA. Um, I don't know, you know, it, when you see the, I, you know, if you see FEMA, run the other direction. I don't know where I've heard this from. I know there's people out there that have published books and they've said, you know, in the last days, you know, FEMA is not a friend. They're going to ask you how much food storage you have and they're going to take it from you. You know, it, it, they're not... Um that wouldn't surprise me. I, I was hearing rumors that uh, that the water they were handing out was sickening people. And I don't know if that's accurate. There isn't a lot of data coming out of Hawaii, which is weird. <laughs> um, but yeah, increasingly, you know, we're losing confidence in the systems that we used to trust. They have lost our trust and they should be actively mistrusted for good reason now uh the press the banks the doctors the school teachers all of them mistrust them um, until they demonstrate their competencies and their um and their goodwill hold on hold on sheila ready okay go okay, go. Go. go i was gonna say i think it's coming closer to the coming of the savior you know, and uh, we that have faith, we're going to have to really have faith. You know, we're going to have to have our faith really strong because I. Elaborate on that. Elaborate, Sheila, on what, what, how are we going to have to exercise our faith? Well, you, you read in Revelations, you know, and you can see these things are happening around the world. And it's just. You can see what's happening in our own country. Anything specific? Anything specific about how we're going to have to exercise, exercise our faith? Well, I've just seen a lot of suicide rates going up. Um, more and more 
you know, you just see things like the LGBT and Target having a storefront right out at the beginning of the store for toddlers and infants for LGBT. And I think that children need a choice and they're too young to make that choice on their own. And it's, I mean, God made woman for man. That's how I feel is it's one rib for man made woman. There's woman, there's man. And it should be clear for children. It shouldn't be messed up for children. And, and what you're saying to clarify is you're saying that this movement is trying to take away the freedoms to choose. They're suppressing. It, it's like, um, you know, they're pushing their agenda on children and taking away their free agency to choose right from wrong just because they're they're making it so transparent so so visible on a day-to-day -day basis it's everything is evil you know and and is that kind of what you're you're saying when when it's in the store yeah i mean Children do what makes them happy. They don't understand consequences of things. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. You know, and that's just one thing. I mean, you look at Sound of Freedom. It. I think it took like four years for that movie to come out and all these roadblocks, you know, and uh, they didn't quit. It's pretty amazing. You know, I have a friend. I've actually never met him in person. Darren Southam. He's he created reign of judges um he's played the savior he's played in a lot of movies he's he's a he's a professional actor <laughs> he's he's real um he uh he, he he's getting shot down he changed his name from reign of judges to the oath this is this this would blow in my opinion this would be the all-time greatest movie ever over over titanic over Avatar over Passion of the Christ over Star Wars. If he can get, it's the Book of Mormon, brothers and sisters. It's 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 the it's the it's a movie of the Book of Mormon. And if you watch his trailer, it's beautiful. He's done this beautifully done. He got shot down. He's getting shot down. This is like fifteen years in the making. Sorry, Sheila. Did you have something you were going to say? No, I'm just listening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You know. Mariner, um, God in politics. We talked a little bit about Hawaii. I don't even know what to say. I, I if Mariner is the most down to earth, spiritual, smart. I mean, some may look at me and go, "Oh, David, he's a little radical. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's a doomsday guy," and that's fine. I, I but you can't say that about Mariner. Okay, Mariner is like what he says. It's probably, well, I am preaching doom, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is real. This yeah. is we're, this is like play by play. We're watching a professional sports game, and we are doing a play by play. Yes, of, yes. of facts. This is so, not fake, folks. This is not like conspiracy theorists. This is happening in our era today. It's happening. Go ahead, Mary. Yeah, I have uh, two large points that I want to make. Um, if we're ready for that, it'll take a little time. That's fine. Um, on the theme of liberty. And before I get into it, I just wanted to bring up, you know, we're talking about Hawaii and um, 
was our last podcast. I was talking about flipping the coins and the, the probability of getting, you know, all these heads in a row. Hmm. Um, yeah. To understand statistics. And you look at Hawaii and they said, um, well, during the fire, the fire department was out on some in some other town on an emergency. Okay, that can happen. Um, and within the town, the water had been shut off. Like, well, that's rare. <laughs> what are the chances that those two things would happen at the same time? And and the GPS was shut down. Like, that, that never happened. Even some boat out in the sea had no GPS access at that time. What do they call that? It's a it's a it's a it's a bomb. What's it called? A RPM or what's it? Oh, an EMP blast. EMP? Is that what they did? Well, it would have been more like a military jamming of the signal, the satellite signal. Um, an EMP will take out all the electronics in the region. So it wasn't uh, that, but it could have been. Yeah, it military. wasn't that, but it was something, something deliberate. You know, that doesn't just happen. Even if like the cell towers go down, that's not going to affect the boat. It's just, it's based on satellites. Um. And then the police, they were blocking off the main exit out of town. Well, that's malicious. That doesn't just happen. <laughs> so you start seeing these things like, oh, coincidence? Like, no. After very quickly, it adds up to being not a coincidence. This was like a, an orchestrated event. And if it wasn't orchestrated, well, open it up. Uh, why is there a big fence around it? Why can't we just look at the data, ask the, talk to the people, see what's really going on? And it's all covered up. And so, yeah, they're, they're actively losing our trust. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm one that has questions. I, I, I want to know why. Um, so what's up with Oprah Winfrey and her buying real estate in Maui? I, I mean, who's, who's behind this? I don't. Yeah. I'm, follow the money. <laughs> That'll lead you directly to uh, so the these are in many cases. Okay. So, all right. You know, Epstein Island, there's a list. I have a, I have a picture of everyone yeah. that's been to Epstein Island. I know who went there. We all know who went there. Yeah, yeah we do. Nobody's held accountable. I mean, 80,000 80, <laughs> women and children were, or 40,000. 80,000 was the border. 80,000 children were unaccounted for at the border. They don't know where they went, yeah. right? 40,000 women, 40, women and children rescued in Ukraine, sex trafficked. Yeah. Um, every, uh, every, what's it called? Super Bowl. Every time we have a Super Bowl here in the, in the America, hub of sex trafficking and other things. Uh, the Holly big crowds come together at the airports and all these things are going on. And Hollywood went to Ukraine. Ukraine was basically the armpit of the world for sex trafficking. Yes. It, it was hell on earth. And the bio labs and uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm convinced. I mean, until someone wants to prove me wrong, Trump went in there and he served all of these countries because he knew what was going on. I I think that Russia is doing what they're doing because they've been served. Um, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's Trump went in there to clean house, and then they allowed they allowed this to happen with Biden just to expose the corruption. Yes, and this is huge. So talking about Ukraine, this is my first big point. I'll get you in a second, Sheila. Go ahead. Uh, well, yeah, go ahead with her and then I'll continue. Okay, okay. Go ahead, Sheila. Go ahead, Sheila. Oh, I was just going to say that uh, one thing I would like to see 
is some of the money going to Ukraine to go to Hawaii. <laughs> I think they got seven hundred dollars each. And uh, but that's but that's the thing. thing. Sheila, that just that's makes me want to cry. Thing. I just want to cry. I can't imagine. You know, they say that. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, not the news, but people, regular citizens get on, and they say there's about two thousand kids missing. And I don't know if that's fact or not. That's just the citizens, you know, saying that. But it just any there's, child there's two, missing. There's two thousand kids missing from Maui, or I'm sorry, from where? where? Maui, yeah, yeah. Maui. But that's just one witness saying that. So I don't. You don't know exactly. But release the numbers of the missing uh, firefighters from California, and, and he didn't want to give his name. He was talking. Um, to somebody, one of the news reporters or somebody in Maui. And, and he said, if they're missing, they're dead. You know, but- Okay, so let, let's talk yeah. about that just for a At second. At the time, the, um, what was the event? They, they uh, sent all the kids home from school that day. So a lot of people yeah. were home. And yeah. then now afterwards, as things are, you know, time for go to school and, um, and thousands of children aren't showing for school. Now, are they going to other schools? Are they just staying home? Uh, do they go to the States? We don't know, but there are these missing children. So uh, they're not necessarily presumed dead, but many of them probably are. <laughs> okay, so am I wrong to think that there's any sort of um, um, kidnapping going on here or no? Uh, less likely. Less likely, okay. Well, the parents were supposedly on the other side of the island working, and a lot of them didn't even know their children were sent home. What? There was one kid, a 13-year-old or 14-year-old, and they found his they found his body. He was hugging his dog when he passed away. You know. You guys, this sounds like a cleansing like a deliberate cleansing to remove these people, like as a, as a nation, as a culture, like they're trying to remove or they don't want kids to inherit what their parents have as far as money have you goes. Heard about the fires in Greece right now, the biggest fires in that. modern heard European history. And, and they've already arrested, you know, like 80 arsonists. And of course, there's many more that they haven't arrested. And there's all the fires in Canada we had last year with all these arsons. And now there's a bunch in what, Louisiana. And so is so, this the cleansing of the earth? Are we, are, are we in it? Who, who, or would it take a profit? Would President Nelson else? have to say, hey, it's we're, a long, we're... slow process. <laughs> but we are in World War III. We're in the, the war for our souls. Um, that's so bizarre. We're in it, folks. Yeah. I mean, this is the commencement of the cleansing of the earth. I mean, it was the cleansing of the earth for the people of Maui that day, wasn't it? Yeah. So let it's me a, uh, dive into Ukraine for a minute. Please. Uh, I was uh, came across this article published in The Atlantic in May, May 19th, written by Elliot Cohen, titled, It's Not Enough for Ukraine to Win, Russia Has to Lose. Subtitled, Anything Less Will Encourage Russian Imperialism and Embolden Autocrats Around the World. 
I, I'm going to highlight this to show a contrast between the liver that we were talking about on Sunday or Saturday, rather, and and what some people are pushing for. Um, so you know, we all want peace. Some people see Russia as a threat to peace, and so uh, they want to not just you know protect Ukraine, but cripple Russia, teach them a lesson they'll never recover from. They'll never try to stand up against Europe ever again kind of thing. Can I ask you a question about that? Why? As far as my understanding, what, okay, my question is this, Mariner. Mm -hmm. Is Putin genuinely trying to do what's right in the sense that he's not cooperating with like Hollywood people? Or am I just way out of? Yes, he's talking explicitly and repeatedly about the evils in the West and this, the evil agendas that they're, they're putting a stop to in Russia, which is partly why Russia is being targeted, because they're a strong Christian nation <laughs> standing up against the central banks and standing up against Hollywood. There's a big difference between saying Hollywood is an ally, Hollywood is a friend, and Putin does have some sort of moral base, moral standing as a man. I don't know if that makes sense. I'll let the, uh, I'll let him demonstrate his own. Kind of. Uh, are we still evaluating him then? I, I have a lot of respect for him, but we'll we can set that aside and let that play out. Okay. Um, I want to show the evil of the neocons in our own country pushing for war in Ukraine. Um, So from his own words, from this Mr. Cohen, um, the West must not only aid in the defeat of Russia, we must convince Russia it has been defeated. Um, and this would also be a lesson to Beijing who is allying with Russia. Oh, let's see, there was a good paragraph. It's a little confusing for me because why would China, I mean, other than the, being a great evil, want to join with Russia? Oh, man. Well, China's trying to protect its own people too. And the West pushing the transgenderism, pushing wars and lies is destroying so, nations. So is um, all of is is all of the evil coming from obviously George Soros and Bill Gates? We know that, and Hollywood is that all? I mean, which are all from the West? I mean, George Soros isn't, but Bill Gates is. So are they all kind of collaborating? All these evil people from the West? I mean, I know Iran. You know, they'll they'll piggyback on any opportunity they can get to destroy America. But you see, so you're saying this is all Hollywood. This is all, you know, Joe Biden, Hollywood those financial supporters of the Democratic Party? Or am I going too far there? Well, um, sorry, go ahead. You can go. You're, I just thought I would say something while you're looking for that paragraph. <laughs> yeah. So he talks about uh, 
if you think about how people in the news have been talking about this Ukraine thing, um, historically, Ukraine has a lot of Russians in the territory. They, they speak Russian, the Russian, ethnically Russian people living in the country of Ukraine. And Ukraine has always been kind of a Russian territory. Um, so back in 2014, the U.S. was doing this uh, coup there, overthrowing the government to get it more Western. Um, and since then, they've been attacking, like just sending uh, bombs into the Russian areas. And that's what triggered Putin to come in and say, hey, you got to stop this. I'm going to come in and protect the Russian people. So he did this special military operation, or not, um, what do they call it? Special operation to protect the Russians there in the Donbass region and such. Uh, like, this is all I want to do, just protect the Russian people. And meanwhile, uh, the West is pushing for Ukraine to get missiles and join NATO and this kind of thing. And it's like... Uh, when Russia tried to put missiles in Cuba, it's like, that's our back door. We can't tolerate missiles in Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that, that's totally unacceptable. So to have missiles in Ukraine just a few miles from Moscow, totally unacceptable. I mean, you know, as a declaration of war, first even ask Ukraine to join NATO. It's just unacceptable on the face of it. So this is why Putin is involved here in Ukraine. And peace will mean that Ukraine does not enter NATO, right? That does, does not get armed. So here in this article, um, Cohen says, Russia's theories of victory in Ukraine have collapsed one by one. He began by believing, Putin began by believing that the country would, would fall, of Ukraine would fall in a week. Um, and in our media, we're like, oh, well, the Russians are going to lose very quickly. And they haven't. Their economy has been increasing because they have been decoupled from, with all the sanctions and things, they're like, oh, we'll cripple them economically. They're not crippled. They're improving. <laughs> the Russian economy has been improving while we send how many hundreds of billions of dollars not going to Hawaii, going to Ukraine. Um, the final theory of victory that the West does not have the heart to pour vast resources into Ukraine indefinitely needs to be disproved as well because there is nothing beyond that. In other words, um, the West does need to pour out all of its wealth into Ukraine to fight Russia because if we don't win this against Russia now, then we're going to totally implode, which is true. <laughs> we're going to implode anyway. Um, to that end, with the utmost urgency, the West should give everything that Ukraine could possibly use, including long-range missiles to break for good the 11-mile Kerch Bridge between the mainland and Crimea to the south, where Russia has their port, and cluster munitions, which are illegal, to devastate Russian fighting vehicles and infantry, breaking the Russian army, as we have, by spending only a small fraction of our defense budget and none of our blood is an astounding strategic bargain. So he wants to win this war with every dollar we have and every last drop of Ukrainian blood. You know, not my blood. <laughs> not, my son's not going to get drafted, so it's fine. Russians must, moreover, conclude that Ukraine is gone forever. That means 
speedy accession into the EU and NATO, but also a deep Western commitment to rebuild Ukraine economically and most important, arming it to the teeth for years to come. I mean, this, this attitude is suicidal. He's provoking nuclear conflict with Russia with this kind of a policy. And if there's other people in our government, like Mitt Romney, who's like, oh, yeah, 5% of our budget towards Ukraine is easy. This is a good deal that we can win the war against Russia with only a small fraction. Uh, just the level of suicidal <laughs> evil going on here. It's astonishing. And this is, you know, this is published in the Atlantic. This is their own words. Um, so when we're talking about liberty, liberty, I'm, I want to show the contrast. This is warmongering at the highest levels in the name of long-term peace. If we can just devastate Russia and threaten them, put the nuclear weapons right on the edge, then they'll never rise up again and threaten us. Is that peace? Is that righteousness? Is that long-term um, geostrategic goals? Are we going to do the same to China? Are we going to arm Taiwan to the teeth and all will threaten Beijing and we'll just overwhelm with our might? Uh, <sighs> so Satan reigns on earth for yes. a season. Is this not the governance of Satan? This is. This is. This is satanic governance. Is this not, yeah, we're, and, we're, and left and left and right. I'm not, you know, like I say, Mitt Romney is right in on this. Joe Biden's in on this, hundred um, percent. I wish I could snap my fingers and like remove like 25 people. Let's say 30 people. <laughs> they'll just keep rising to the top. You, you, you know, it, they'll just grow somebody else, huh? They'll grow of course. Head. Yeah, they don't. You know, Joe Biden can drop dead tomorrow and. There's a five percent chance he will, but um, it doesn't matter. The the policy isn't going to change at all. We'll hold another election. The election will be fraudulent. The policy is not going to change at all. We could vote in a Republican president. President that, Mitt Romney that, will have exactly the same policy. It's that corrupt. Oh yeah, clearly. Which is why Trump is being attacked on all fronts because he's the only one standing up to the system of things. And as the American people rise up and stand up against the system of things and let it just all collapse, you know, we're, we can't win the war in Ukraine. We can't. I don't uh, even know what, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm listening, but I'm sorry. I don't even know what that means. What does winning the war in Ukraine even mean? All right. In his terms. Do you have something? Hold on. As Sheila may be. Sheila, okay. did, you, yeah, have did you have something? Well, it's just if you put it all together, like like COVID, then the war in Ukraine, you know, going back to COVID, um, you know, is is I hear they're going to try and do another mandate vaccine. Mm -hmm. Have you heard that? Yeah, it's good. I can it's tell you the the last one, you know, seeing slideshows from doctors, you know, that I that have sent me dark field testing dark field testing is when they analyze blood before covid people that have not had covid and then they analyze the blood of people that have had covid and it's it's not good you know i mean not covid that have had the shot for covid 
So a, ma a, a mandate vaccine would be very scary. Okay, so this is, I don't want to say right up my alley. It's not something I created. <laughs> I, I, I've been, you know, no fear. I've been talking about this pretty openly. It's mar the mark of the beast. Okay, that's the next mandate. And it's going to be the ultimate sifting out the wheat from the tares. That'll be the last one. Yeah, let me, well, <laughs> it won't be the last one. So well, this, well, is, okay, this is typical what's... of what's going on here. Ukraine, uh, quoting Cohen again, Ukraine must not only achieve battlefield success in its upcoming counteroffensives, like, you know, win the battle. It must secure more than orderly Russian withdrawals following ceasefire negotiations, you know, actual peace, get the Russians out, Ukraine becomes an independent state again. To be brutal about it, and yeah, brutal is the right word, we need to see masses of Russians fleeing, deserting, shooting their officers, taken captive, or dead. The Russian defeat must be an unmistakably big, bloody shambles. Okay, I'm sorry, who's saying this? I'm, I'm listening, but I'm just... Elliot Cohen published in The Atlantic in May 19th of this year. So this is what people, big thinkers, college graduated, heads of government, this is their attitude. And people at Pfizer would also love a big bloody shambles. You know, if, if, all, the, if all our children get sick, then they have to be on medicines, cancer treatments, over the years, they'd rake in billions, trillions of dollars. These people are pure evil. <laughs> this is, um, you know, in the LDS parlance, um, the principle of Cain to get um, gain for blood, that you would murder your brother to get his property. And as old as Cain, and it's alive and well today, people that give their hearts over to Satan, whether or not they think of him as Satan, these are satanically minded people um, who would love to see uh, Ukrainians and Russians just at each other's throats, uh, who would love to see COVID mandates shutting down the economy, getting people sick with these experimental drugs. Um, and what else? You know, oh, make them eat locusts. We'll, we'll shut down all the uh, farms with their healthy meats and produce, and we'll have them eat bugs, and we'll <laughs> have lab-grown meat or some some alternative. It can't just be uh, homegrown healthy food. It has to be revenge. Just, I mean, all kinds of fronts. And we're we're seeing that in schools, the the indoctrination of our children, the most vulnerable, talking about sex and gender and things in subversive ways. And, and they don't think they're being evil. They don't think they're being liberal. And uh, it's like, but they are evil. They just don't know it. And that's part of the problem. <laughs> but the, the consequences play out. And after a generation of people who are raised on these principles, and society is just totally collapsing. And they're like, oh, maybe we should try a different way. Maybe my grandmother knew better than what these monsters have been doing to our children. Satan said that he 
would do all that he could to possess those spirits who God sent into this world with vengeance and his voice. He said that to our father in heaven. He'll take money and raise up armies and navies and rule horror on this earth. earth. You guys, we're seeing it folks. I mean, I've got goosebumps. Does she have a comment? Yeah. Hold on, let me unmute her. Hey, um, what do you think of Agenda 21? It's kind of like happening, it seems like, the lowering of the population. Explain that, explain that, please. Agenda 21, uh, you heard of the Georgian uh, uh, Guidestones. It's a really good history show to watch. Please allow me to elaborate. The Georgian Guidestones, some some guys showed up in the 80s and made some gui- had some Guidestones made that uh, was, I think it cost almost a million dollars to make or a little under a million. And it was basically the Ten Commandments for the end of the world. And uh, I heard somebody's destroyed the Georgian Guidestones, but uh, um, basically it was, uh, I'd say, everything that's happening right now. You know, and going back to kids in schools in the 60s, they had prayers in schools. You know, in the 70s, when I went to school, we had prayers in school. We sang, you know, songs of God in America in in the classroom. And it showed a decline of prayer as it got up to like 1990 and then 2000. And then the suicide rate went up when prayers left school, you know. God is the answer. And uh, my favorite scripture is, um, remember, remember, my sons, is it is upon the rock of our Redeemer, who is Christ, the Son of God, that you must build your foundation. That when the devil sends forth his winds, yea, his mighty shafts in the whirlwinds, it shall have no power to drag you down in the gulf of bitter misery because of the rock of which you are founded, which is a sure foundation. If men build they cannot fall that's why i say we've got to have a strong testimony because i think we're just seeing the beginning it's the tip of the iceberg and there's going to be more and i think it's going to and i hope i'm wrong i don't want to be doomsday but the things that i'm seeing is is not good and all the righteous need to stand together that was beautiful that was beautiful Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Sheila. Yeah, all the uh, the wicked are standing together. And she mentioned Gender 21. You know, they have the World Economic Forum and other groups. They come right out and say what they're going to do. The Georgia Guidestones, a stone monument said uh, one of the 10 points was uh, the world population should be reduced to a sustainable 500 million, half a billion people. Well, that's <laughs> mass genocide, <laughs> wiping out the bulk of human humanity. Uh, you could applaud as a, as a eugenicist, you might applaud the goal that uh, we're overpopulated and we need to be sustainable. But uh, and it didn't say how. But the people who believe in those kinds of principles are pushing things like vaccine mandates and uh, the carbon. Um, they're using uh, climate change and 
as a reason to shut down farms, kill animals, uh, change populations. Um, but these are all lies and cover stories. They're not concerned about the environment. They're not concerned about humanity. They're not concerned about our children. Um, they're not concerned about the economy. They're concerned about their own power and wealth. And, um, you know, the Russian defeat must be an unmistakably big, bloody shambles. They, whatever war front they set up, they, they want just total... And we've seen this before. Um, the Bolshevik Revolution in Russia, and they were like, well, if we're going to forge the new Soviet man, a better kind of man than any Christian thing, we have an atheist, uh, scientific hero, and to get, achieve that, we need to um, bring the people into the city. So they were just destroying all the farms and the farmers, and, uh, and so then there's mass starvation. But, you know, you had to break a few eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> and that was the philosophy. Um, and this was internal to Russia. And this leads me to my second main point. That our deepest threat is on the inside. Russia is not a big threat. China is not a big threat. Um, the Book of Mormon is filled with this. Although we commonly think of the big war between the, the Nephites and the Lamanites. But there are various examples of internal conflict, like the free men versus the king men. That wasn't about Lamanites. No. The, um, the evil cities that were destroyed before Christ came to visit, that wasn't from the Lamanites. The, the Gideons and robbers, that wasn't a Lamanite invasion. Those were Nephites who had turned themselves over to evil. And that was the greatest threat. It almost destroyed the entire people. And later on, it did. <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. So, <clears throat> um, the, the uh, parable of the olive tree in Jacob 5, how the, the branches at the top were overgrowing and taking all the sustenance from the roots, and it was going to kill the whole tree if it wasn't fixed. We're seeing that here now. Our entire American system will be destroyed from the roots up if we don't trim the branches that are overgrowing. And it, I trust that it will happen. Uh, God has given great promises to this land, and it will be preserved for righteous inheritance. Can I ask you about that real quick? There may be a small number of people, but that will be how it plays out. I, I'm just I'm thinking timetable here. Um, if I can ask you what your thoughts are on when that would take place, because right now, and 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 forgive me, I, I I know I share that you know seven years of tribulation video with you, and I'm I'm kind of living in that where we have at least another year of the seven years of tribulation, so we're like in the last the last year of that. Um, it has to get a lot worse, right? And, and Sheila mentioned this too. I mean, it, we're just at the tip of the iceberg. So my question is, we're, it's going to get worse, right? Before you're talking about the pruning or the cleansing, it's going to get worse, is it, but you're saying it's going to get better right before the Lord comes? Or when, when would it get better? 
Well, uh, or did I, or did I misunderstand what you were it saying? It may be a multi-factored process. Uh, there will be communities rising up in righteousness. Um, I like that. God will be gathering his people and from far places, building his temples, getting his work done, laying the foundations for Zion. Um, as Can Isaiah says, as foundations laid as precious stones. Uh, there has to be a kingdom for God to inherit when he comes to reign upon the earth. So the righteous won't be utterly destroyed. The wicked will be utterly destroyed, mostly by other wicked. So we're going to see wars, plagues, economic collapse all over the place, all over the world. And we're seeing now in Africa, the Africans are rising up against the tyranny of Europe. And now we're looking at having war fronts in uh, parts of Africa. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you, in, in the scriptures, it talks about many mansions. Um, I, I don't know how it goes word for word, but it's basically we'll have many mansions in heaven. You know, if you live righteous, if you, you know, stay true to the your faith. Are those temples? Are those the temples that are being built upon the earth right now? Is that the reference of many mansions in heaven? So, yeah, the scripture that Jesus gave is, in my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. And the Father's house is a, a palace. Um, in Hebrew, the word is hechal, which can mean palace or temple. Um, and he and Nibley, Professor he and Nibley talked about how um, the temple would have rooms within it. So it's in my father's hechal, are many hechaloth, many little rooms of the temple. Um, and so, yeah, you can you can read it with that kind of sacred imagery um, or inheritance imagery that you will have a place in my father's house, that you are not a stranger, you are a son or daughter inheriting family rights. Um, so it's strong language. And it's beautiful. Go ahead, Sheila. He said that Christ will need to come when he comes or all mankind would be destroyed. And um, it also oh, says so that we, in Revelation, there'll be two in, a in the field and one will just be gone. I wondered what that meant. You know what I mean? To just be gone. Is that the righteous taken up? You know? Um, but that's why I think it's just the tip of the iceberg because these things have to happen in order for the Savior to come and no one knows. But I do know that in God's days, man's years is one day to God. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot all I forgot about, all that, about Sheila. that, Sheila. The, 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 point, the of, point of, sorry, the echo. Okay, so I forgot all about that, Sheila, with the fact that all man would be destroyed off the earth if the Savior didn't come. So it'll get so bad that he has to come. I forgot all about that. And to see if it were possible, even the very elect. Um, ahead, that's why I said our faith has got to be so strong, you know, for what we're going to be going through. Like the poor people in, in Maui right now. They've got to have a strong faith to even survive the loss of all their loved ones 
you know, they've got to have a strong faith just to get through that. So our faith is going to be tested and we're going to have to be, we're going to have to be closer to the Lord so we can have his protection, his guidance, the Holy Ghost. We can help others, you know. I think all of America should be helping Maui, you know. Every one of us should contribute. Okay. Let, let's sorry. Let, let's imagine for a second, Sheila. Donald Trump is in office. Paint me a picture of what that would look like right now in Maui. <laughs> I don't think the people would be hurting. I think they would have what they need over there. What about you? What about you, Mariner? Uh, we would have promises made that each family would have would be restored to what they were. Not seven hundred dollars in cash, but you know that the insurance companies would come in, help them rebuild in in the image that they wanted. You know, if they wanted to preserve a their cultural heritage in that town, that that would be preserved. Uh, right now, it is likely that would be taken away from them to build a modern city, a 15-minute city, um, in the image of uh, the mind, the utopian neocon overlords who want things in the new, better Soviet style. You know, we're, we're seeing that just play out. Um, and whatever names you give it, it's beyond communism or fascism. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's taking on... Um, uh, technocracy overtones, but it's it's Satanism and it's evil and corruption. I get sick thinking, like I'm sorry, like a little bit of a, the seven hundred dollars from Biden. Like he's flying over, he's flying over in a jet and just dropping seven hundred dollars. Like you peasants, he did something. You peasants, isn't he a good man? He did something for the poor Hawaiians. No, I mean well. No, Meanwhile, hundreds of billions going to Ukraine. No, it makes me sick. His his arrogance. His it, it's. Go ahead, Sheila. Before I go on a little tangent here, here. The day after the fires, and I could be wrong by a few days, but I thought that the day after the fires, he was asking for Congress to approve a ton of money for Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm feeling kind of the whole Jesus thing going, going into the temple, into the temple and turning tables. Or overturning tables. <laughs> we can get angry a little bit, can't we? Can't we? Uh, that, that's an appropriate response. <laughs> hold me back. Hold we me need back. to be angry against evil and, you know, uh, temperate. Um, and how we respond is important. We don't need to be violent yet. Um, they, they want to stir up violence in, in America. Um, and we're saying that, you know, um, the, the January 6th protest response, they're, they're really poking the patriots and trying to provoke, provoke a violent response oh, yeah. to give them an excuse to clamp down and uh, take all the guns away and take all our rights away. In the name of peace in America, we can't have these white supremacist extremists rising up against democracy. And those will be exactly the slogans they'll use. Um, so the Patriots are 
biding their time, um, storing up some food, storing their bullets, making their friendships, going to church every Sunday, uh, knowing what's coming. I mean, we can all see it now. <laughs> we know the mandates are they're going to be pushing those again. We know. And, um, and then what's next, you know, when the dollar collapses, they'll be pushing the central bank digital currencies, um, which would be much more mark of the beast than we've seen before. Yeah. Um, and, and then whatever have they have next, I don't know what other pro pedophile things they have up their sleeves or, you know, <laughs> Oh, I, I did see that, uh, was it the European union is, or the, um, some such NATO, um, saying that children should have a sexual partner. And this isn't the first time I've heard of some pro-pedophile thing at the highest levels of European leadership. <laughs> this is what they think about. This is, these are their priorities during time of war and catastrophe. So, yeah, go ahead, Sheila. You know, that's why I said everybody in America, all the Christians around the world, we need, need to be united and our prayers need to be so strong that we're just kind of like like there's a safety put around us all you know and and we just got to be strong in our faiths you know everyone that believes in christ every good heart in the world we need to all be united and our prayers need to be really strong to the lord you know for all the disasters going on i wish if I had one dream job, you know what it would be? One dream job. I would want to be a part of um, the LDS Church's uh, rescue team, like like have a team ready. I, I want to be the one that dispatches help to everybody around the world when a crisis happens. That would be my dream job, you know? Um, but we can still do that as Americans, you know, we've got to, we've got to take care of each other and take care of the good and keep the good strong. And our prayers really need to be united to heavenly father for what we're going through and what's coming that we don't even know about. I'm sure there's a lot on the agenda we don't even know about. And instead of having fear, we just got to have greater faith. That banner's for you. I think we're going to have a lot of survivor's guilt. You, you know, you're on that team. The oh, people sorry. who, sorry. the people who survive these difficulties, and like, well, I wish I could have helped more people. Um, you have to help yourself first, and and we'll be called to build the next phase. Um, someone has to do it. We're being called into that now. So, um, no, we're not going to win the war in Ukraine. <laughs> and Russia's not going to take over the United States. Neither is China. But the dollar will collapse. There will be race wars in Europe, in the U.S., elsewhere. There's going to be uh, various diseases coming out, some of which will be manufactured. The cures will be worse than the disease. Um, so huddle down, do what you can, live your best life, and 
Hallelujah. Hey, I, I, um, I'm excited about what Sheila just said. Sheila, you are on the rescue team. You are on Jesus Christ's rescue team. That's what this is. Okay. Say that, totally Say that again. That. What do you think about those balloons, the Chinese balloons that were flying over um, all the states about six months ago? That was kind of weird, wasn't it? Um, um, yeah, it's a test yeah, run. Yeah, it's a test run. Test run, spying, um, maybe communicating to us that they could hold a nuclear bomb in one of those balloons. Um, the, the, the biggest devastation that can be known to man by one nuclear bomb is to have it explode up in the air as opposed to hitting the ground so right, if, one of the balloons, yeah. if if anybody yeah i mean yeah i know that's that's all i know what do you got Mariner? yeah that's yeah, a that thing. thing um very suspicious the military said, oh, we didn't know, but then they're like, oh, we better say we did know. They probably, Of course they knew. They were monitoring everything. So they let it happen. What Were they trying to make... Um, and I, I wish we knew more, but clearly there's weird things going on. There's corruption yeah. in all these places, and we can't trust the military. We can't trust <laughs> this, that, the other. It's uh, So keep your eyes open. Uh, things will continue to be weird in the strangest ways and i'm looking forward to positive weirdness uh when god gives big revelations and uh like the book of mormon has been there's more of that coming i'm excited for that sheila sheila go ahead, sheila. Go ahead sheila. one of my actors he makes drones for the military and you can see a penny the face of a penny from 1500 feet up it's, it's amazing the technology that's out there that we don't even know of, you know. But, but then again, the strongest thing there is is God. And that's what we got to remember is keep our faith strong because nothing's stronger than our Heavenly Father. And we'll meet him, all of us will, in one day. That's his day, you know. So all of this is one day to God. It's just keeping our faith strong. So when we meet him, we're ready to meet him. And you are and my you are God, God tomorrow. tomorrow. Are you muted there, David? Sorry, Mariner. What, what was that that you said? There was an echo and I couldn't hear you. I said that we could, uh, we might, you or I might meet God tomorrow. <laughs> you know, with all these things going on, uh, we're going to see loved ones passing suddenly. We're going to see. Well, it's happening already. Yeah. Uh, so, Sheila, this has been, hold on, Sheila. Let me unmute you. Hold on. Okay, go ahead. I was going to say, people in Hawaii, they're seeing it. It hasn't come here yet, thank goodness. But people in Hawaii are seeing it. Nobody would have guessed that would have ever happened. You know, but was, just, but wasn't it a wasn't it a prophecy with Joseph Smith where he saw people coming up in California? I mean, I know 
I don't think he said it was Interstate 15. You know, hey, the, I saw people walking up Interstate 15. You know, I don't think the, the the prophecy was that detailed that he identified that it was Interstate 15. But didn't he say something about he saw people walking up the road or street to from like California masses coming to to Utah? So that could happen. That could happen. I mean, okay. I mean, so okay. what I'm saying so, is, is let's say what happened in Maui happens in California, but people have to flee. Where are they going to go to? Mm-hmm. Here. They're I mean, Utah, Utah's Utah's the number. People don't know why. Some people don't know why they love Utah. You know, but it's the values. It's the family-centered homes. It's hey, I. Hey, more caring you know hey what do you think about this uh little uh, you know theory because we know the new Jerusalem's going to be in missouri adam on diamond if we're going to categorize things we have the celestial kingdom maybe utah's like the terrestrial kingdom <laughs> i don't know those who don't go to missouri because we're uh, let's just say let, let's just call this what it is as written in scripture, we're considered the children of the light. Are we not? Those who have ears to hear and eyes to see, we're considered the children of the light. The children of the light will follow the spirit and they will flee into the wilderness. And then eventually, you know, we're going to be headed to Missouri. I don't mind talking about it. It's it's scripture. Everything's unraveling right before our, our eyes. So if people are coming up from California... This is a refuge. Utah is a refuge to the world. But I think the celestial mindset or celestial kingdom would be those who leave their homes, leave their jobs, leave their money, leave all their riches, flee into the wilderness. And it's going to be for, what, three and a half years living in the wilderness before they go to Missouri. It's a cleansing process. Who wants it? <laughs> you know, it's who wants it? it? You know, what are your thoughts on that? We're not enjoying it now, but we raised our hands and said, yeah, let's, let's be there for that time. And we're here during this time. I believe it. I, I mean, I look at you two and I, I have no doubt. Premortal existence. Sheila was jumping up and down. Mariner was like, I got this in his humble way. There are, it'll be heartbreaking. Oh, I Mariner, I tell you, you're always right on cue with my emotions that way. And Sheila, you've already caused me to have teary eyes, bringing such a beautiful spirit. We need each other. We need each other's love. We need each other's unity and comfort. We really do. We're brothers and sisters in Christ. And even, you know, within our own neighborhoods or family or, you know, we may not get the support that we're looking for. But I've had this conversation before. Uh, I think it was with, um, you know, my my aunt and, and others, um, might have been Sister Carney as well, that certain people in the pre-mortal existence, based off of their faith and their obedience, were just, were placed upon the earth. Sheila, you go here. Mariner, you're over in Seattle. David... You know, there's there's certain faithful and obedient daughters and sons of God who I like to think that 
we, you know, we were together kind of like a, an A team, you know, based off of our faith and then dispersed into this earth. Um, I listened to a, a lady, this, a sister in the faith. She was, um, her dad was Muslim. She was raised in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints with a father who was Muslim. So she was raised in a Muslim faith. Her parents got divorced. So not only are, are her parents divorced and she's living, you know, probably spending time with her dad who's Muslim and then her, her mom who's not. She was so powerful over the pulpit this past Sunday. Um, I forgot sister oh, off the top of my, I have her name on my phone, but I've invited her to be on the show. So Mariner and, and Sheila, you know, you're always invited to, to, to be a part of these shows as well, but we'll meet her. I can't think of her name off the top of my hand, uh, off the top of my head, but these powerful brothers and sisters um, are all coming together, being grafted in to preserve the vineyard. Go ahead, Sheila. Before we end, let's make sure we have a prayer. Sure. Yeah, sure. We, yeah we, we actually, we actually start with the prayer. We, we start, with, we the start prayer. with the prayer. Nice. Yeah, Mariner actually gave uh, a beautiful prayer before we started. Um, I would say almost every other time we forget, so we have to say the prayer on air. <laughs> Today we remembered and we said the prayer. But uh, Sheila, we'd be more than happy to hear from you. Thank you for um, uh, you know offering. <laughs> we'd love to hear you say a prayer. Um, closing remarks, Mariner, I know we probably have some more to say, but... This has been good. And uh, let's have some closing remarks on today's podcast. We are truly blessed to have um, Sheila Erickson um, join us, um, a righteous daughter of God who does so much good for the well-being of mankind. Um, Mariner, your, your closing remarks before we have Sheila say a prayer for us. Sure. Um, yeah, we were... Celebrating liberty, we know that we have liberty in this nation through Jesus Christ as we each covenant with him to follow his words, to do his will. He will preserve us as a people and make this nation great. Um, and it's the light that will shine to other nations that they may have peace, liberty, prosperity. This is what God wants for his children, but it is only through our faithfulness to God that we can achieve it. Um, and it won't be by this warmongering, um, the big bloody shambles, <laughs> the uh, throwing money at the problem, all these kinds of things. It will be... Um, through you know the basic love God, love your neighbor level of faith and commitment to one another. And I, I read the Book of Mormon, and it gives great promises for this land of America. Um, but there is also the threat. If people will not live righteously, they will be cut off from this land, and there will be a great cutting off from this land of those who are unworthy of it. Um, and it's not for us to violently do that unless until called, um, but leave it to God, Sam's, how that will all work out. 
Thank you, Mariner. I'm going to share my closing remarks, and this is all I really have to say. Can you see that? Uh, lift it up a little higher. They did not bow, they did not bend, they did not burn, referring to the Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the furnace. I'm ready. I am so ready. In, in all my humility and praise to God and praise to the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, hold me back <laughs> like Sam of the Lamanite. I, I, I've learned a lot. I've been shaped, molded, refined, far from perfect. But one thing I've always had in me is a little bit of a fight, a little bit of a feistiness that I've had to caress. You know, um, there's a warrior. There's a warrior inside me that I inherited from my days in the pre-moral existence. And if it be the prophet, whoever it be, the righteous men and women who are the tip of the sword, if I'm not part of the tip of the sword, I am the ground that they stand on or the platform that they need to, to be seen or anything I can do, you know, to, to serve the Lord. Sheila, um, thank you so much for being here. Brothers and sisters, this was not scheduled for her to be here, but I will tell you this, as my eyes watered as she spoke, she brought the spirit. There's no question. I testify that what she has said and what Mariner said tonight is true, is the word of God. It's influenced by our the Holy Ghost and by our Father in heaven. Um, I just feel it. I feel like there's a, there's, the tip of the sword is being put together. Sheila, feel free to share your closing remarks. And then if you don't mind um, closing this broadcast, this will be our first broadcast that closes with the closing prayer. But very appropriate. Hold on. Let me unmute you. Next time we're going to get you some, maybe not headset, because then it will ruin your, your, your pretty hair, right? <laughs> we'll have to get her some, like, ear, ear pot things. Okay, ready? Unmute. Unmute. My great, great, great grandfather, um, his name was Stephen Markham. He was one of Joseph Smith's bodyguards. He sold his house twice to get Joseph Smith off of Trump charges. He was on the saints removal committee from Missouri because Governor Bogg said that all the saints had to be exterminated. So he was the, he did never left Missouri until the last saint was out four days after the last saint was safely out of Missouri. You know, but the faith that they had then, we need to have again now. You know. Okay. I said I was going to have, I already did my last comments, but then you just threw that out there. <laughs> I just want to say there's angels among us. Okay. As you're speaking, Sheila, your posterity, those who came before you, because of your faith, because of your willingness, the Lord's going to use you as an instrument. I just want to validate that that is taking place. Okay. Those who came before you and their willingness to put their lives on the line, you know, give up their riches, give up their careers, give up their money, and even give up their life if they need to. And that's, that's embedded in your blood. You're on, you're on, you're on, you're on, you're on muted. Okay, um, are we at the prayer? Are we still doing comments? 
I think we're at the prayer. prayer. Okay, wonderful. Okay. Our gracious Heavenly Fathers, we bow our head in humble prayer. We thank thee, Heavenly Father, for all that thou hast given to us and for our loved ones. We thank thee for our family. We thank thee for all that thou does for us. We ask thee at this time for a special prayer upon the people of Maui. Bless them, Father. Carry them right now, and their pain seems too hard for them to bear. Watch over them. Bless all the saints and and all the Christians and all the good people around the world that are suffering. Bless them and help them with all that they need. We're so grateful for our Savior. We're We're so grateful for him dying on the cross for us that we can be forgiven of our sins. Thank you for him, Father. Thank you for the, the atonement. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that thou hears and answers our prayers according to our faith. Let our faith be strong and let us unite as Americans and as the world and all the Christians join in prayer singing you. And we thank thee for thy love and all that we have. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Uh, sister, uh, sister, sister, thank you much. Mariner, brother, much love your way, Sheila. Love you as yeah. well. Thank We're, you, Sheila. Thank you, David. Brothers God bless sisters, everybody. Thank you, Sheila. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining our interfaith broadcast for this evening. And uh, we appreciate your comments just because the broadcast is over. There's many of you who will not be listening to this live, but will be listening to this as a recorded video. Please share your thoughts, your feelings, and your beliefs, and know that you'll be supported and not attacked. And we unite with you in our love and our faith. And we share all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sheila, thank you so much for your prayer. Um, Until we meet again, God bless you all. This is where we could come up with a nice little song, a nice little video. God be with you. <laughs> is, this, is this inappropriate? Should I play this? Is this, is it, should I not play it? Oh, if a joyful wind leaving the sky Sun, moon, and stars for God Mariner, Shayla, you guys can give me your feedback on that next time, whether that's appropriate or not. But uh, thanks for joining us. Have a good night. Good night.